on President's Day weekend, 1997. George Lucas and 20th Century Fox invite you to welcome back Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2. Finally, the motion picture event, the way it was meant to be experienced. This will be a day long remembered. As the entire Star Wars trilogy returns, on February 14th, Star Wars, followed soon after by The Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. Move closer! For a whole new generation who have yet to experience it on the big screen. And for everyone else to experience it again. The Star Wars Trilogy, Special Edition. See it again for the first time. The Force will be with you, always. But I've been checking. I've been checking the weather a lot in uh, Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik, and the Gabe. The forecast is hot. Okay. <laughs> with a ninety, with a ninety-five percent chance of space horses. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so we should probably get out of the way. This is episode ten of Blast Points. Uh, it's crazy we're we're at double digits now. I know, I know. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Jason, and here with Gabe. Hey, it's Gabe. You know, the first thing I get from all this stuff going on. Um, so, what episode eight is now, and it's starting its fifth week of filming, <laughs> I think. Get brother, beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode eight. Yeah, right, because last week was the fourth week, so. Or maybe it's the sixth. Maybe it's the sixth week. I don't know. But it's the f- first week with uh, Ryan Johnson in uh, Dubrovnik, right? Du- there was pictures of him getting off the plane. Yeah, we figured out how to say it too this time. Yes, well, du- Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. At least we think we do. <laughs> We're probably we're probably totally wrong. <laughs> we have to wait to hear how Lucas pr- pr- uh, pronounces it first. <laughs> we're going back to Dubrovnik. Um, <laughs> so, if the first thing I notice is uh, this seems like a totally different attitude than Episode Seven. There's I've heard about people like getting arrested for taking pictures and stuff, but. Pictures are everywhere. On je postao jednostavno dom gospara Luke Skywalkera. Glasin upravo kažu da bi Luke i njegova kolegica Rey, Jedi kolegica. Yeah, it's way less secretive than last time. Other than what's crazy is there's still Rogue One is still more secretive than Episode Eight, which <laughs> yeah. is two years away. <laughs> yeah, we've seen it. We've seen just this just in the past few days. We've seen a space horse. We can pretty much figure out that it's some kind of funeral procession. Yeah, there's space horse. There's that dude with a monocle. There's there's a monocle dude. There's crazy looking aliens. Yeah. Fancy dress aliens. Fancy looking. aliens. Um, <laughs> and s- lizard heads and suits. <laughs> all all the best Star Wars stuff. Everybody's saying it could be like I was saying a funeral proce- procession on Corellia, maybe. Could be. Like it could be on Corellia. We could be looking at Han Solo's funeral. Maybe. Which would be pretty crazy. Maybe it's not Han Solo's funeral. Maybe it's yeah. somebody that died um, at the explosion of Hosnian Prime or Hosnian Prime or whatever. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I was actually thinking about that, that maybe, because this is going to be the first time that the next the movie starts directly after the previous one that episode eight is actually like the second half of episode seven more so than its own thing potentially so there could be a lot about kind of filling in the details with the hosnian prime stuff blowing up 
Warwick Davis is there on a Segway, so you know it's a Star Wars movie being yeah. filmed. And I really hope that he's there as old Wicket for Han's funeral. Oh. Which is probably the best thing I can think of for episode eight. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> let's uh, let's hope old wald yeah. maybe yeah <laughs> the two the two of them basically he just plays all his old characters <laughs> just old versions of them old willow yeah old willows there <laughs> actually i did think that would be crazy if like rada or one of the huts was there basically to to give uh the money from the uh, bounty <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's like the bounty was still on Han's head. <laughs> Trying to buy his casket or something. Oh yeah, he wants to buy his casket to hang it on the wall. <laughs> There's like speeders all over the place that they've got like car tarps over and stuff. Yeah, the speeders look good. Yeah. They almost look like Coruscant speeders too. There's like all kinds of rumors that uh, Billy D is going to be there. Hello, what have we here? Yeah, I hope Billy D's back. It makes perfect sense, like, if Lando... Number one, if Lando is at Han's funeral, if this is Han's funeral. And number two, that's how they uh, how they enter Lando back into the whole scene. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Well, it would be... I can't imagine them having Han's funeral and Lando not being there. Yeah. That would be horrible. Terrible. The thing tripping me out the most is there was the video that showed up, I think, like, late Friday night... Like on Instagram, somebody took it of somebody like going backwards down like stairs and then getting thrown through the air. Yeah, there were a couple of those videos. Yeah, I saw another one today. It kind of looks like somebody's like getting hit with an explosion, kind of. Yeah, was that the really clear one? It was a lot brighter than the other ones. Yeah. I think I saw where the guy's running towards the camera. Yeah. Yeah, that one was very obviously something... Changing his direction very suddenly. I still want to think, though, that it's a force push. Well, that's where I was almost wondering if this is not Han's funeral and it's some other planet where Luke shows up and has some stuff to do. But I guess he would probably, he better be at Han's funeral, too. How much time do Ray and Luke spend on the planet Achu? Yeah. The sneeze planet. <laughs> yeah, I forget about that, yes. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, if it is Han's funeral, though, I, I wonder if they'll have Chewie give a speech. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there's just like a five-minute speech with Chewie crying. <laughs> and really only, and if Ray's there, she's the only one that can understand. <laughs> Maybe the, the other Wookiees. So who knows? I feel like every single night um, from Dubrov- Dubrovnik... <clears throat> We're getting more and more info. I think also on Friday, there was Ryan Johnson posted a picture on Tumblr of the assistant director saying in front of the Falcon cockpit set. Yeah, that looked good. And if you look real close in the background, you can see Chewie back there. I was trying to t- figure out at the bottom left, there's like a shadow of something. Oh. And I couldn't tell if that was somebody walking around too. <laughs> it looks like Reese or something. <laughs> it's like I don't think they have. They're not gonna like. Hey, guess who's back? It's Reese. <laughs> <laughs> we got a big announcement. Yeah. <laughs> Returning cast for episode eight. Reese. <laughs> please, because you, you said please. <laughs> you asked while on your knees. <laughs> Here comes Reese. <laughs> So Rogue One, what's going on with Rogue One? There's the what all the talk about the the robot member of the crew that there might be a main character that's a robot and that he might be some sort of repurposed Imperial battle droid type guy. Oh, it was just yeah, was messing with my head because I'm kind of feeling like one of the reasons that we don't know as much about Rogue One maybe is that it's maybe more of a well, one thing is it's probably more space battles and interiors that they don't have to be out where people can see them. Mm-hmm. But still, with uh, John Knoll being an executive producer, I still feel like that this is going to be the one that's a little maybe more prequel style with just a lot more effects and craziness in it. That could be. And by doing more of that in post, there's like, you know, they're not out on location somewhere where people can take spy pictures of. 
I think it was Making Star Wars had a uh, a really good like pencil drawing of what the yeah what the um, what the droid might look like, and it kind of looked like uh, the Commando droids, kinda from Clone Wars. Yeah, a little bit of that, or what did they say, EV ninety nine? Right. You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn some respect. I'm ready for robots. <laughs> you know, it's terrible though because like we're talking about Rogue One, and like while we're talking about Rogue One, I just thought. Man, we forgot to talk about the space police in episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was such a crazy week. There's so much stuff we can't even remember at all. Also, the night of the Oscars, which seems like forever ago, though, but like, it was really small, but it, it really tripped me out. Like, they were interviewing Daisy Ridley on the red carpet, and she was like, talking about, like, oh, it's got such a cool story. And then she said that Luke is so cool in this one. Like, me and Mark have been rehearsing a lot, and it's, um, it's really amazing. Because when we went back to Skellig to do the opening of 8, it was so crazy doing the same scene with a different crew of people. Um, but he's amazing to rehearse with, and I'm very excited to do the rest of the stuff. It's such a good story! Seriously! <laughs> Luke sure. is so cool in this one. Amazing. Really. Just her saying, though, that Luke is so cool in this one, like... I can't wait till he puts his sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the winds blowing his hair. <laughs> Bad to the bone, please. Yeah. yeah. We gotta get back to Jakku. <laughs> Pronto. <laughs> Dude. So there was some stuff with the, with the Han movie. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much pretty obvious that they confirmed Chewie was going to be in it, which pretty much everybody knew Chewie was going to be in it, but... It actually got me thinking crazy stuff because um, the Lord Miller guys are kind of weird guys, and their movies are all a little weird. That maybe the whole movie, maybe the the movie's going to be from Chewie's perspective. Ooh. Or who knows? Maybe the movie starts and there's like 20 minutes of just Chewie action, all in Wookie talk, and then Han shows up. You know, who knows what they're going to do? But I could see them doing something crazy. <laughs> Well, I'd love to, but I can't. I gotta get back to the Falcon before somebody stumbles across her. Hey, will you look at Lumpy? He's sure grown, huh? I think his voice is changing. Come on, I'm just teasing. Well, look. I wonder if they will show, if they'll feel like they have to show um, how Han and Chewie met. Yeah, I don't know. If it starts from Chewie's perspective, I'm all for it. But yeah. it could be unnecessary. I mean, that, I mean, it'll be interesting too because that'll be Kasdan back again. Yeah, which should be good. I mean, Han Han will feel like Han, I'm sure. Well, and the other thing, I, I guess Rogue One will be the will let us know. But I'm really curious what they're going to do for the start. Like, are they going to keep the crawl? Are they going to do something like Rebels, where there's a little like stinger at the beginning? Or are they going to do like clones with the voiceover? Or are they going to come up with something totally new? Yeah, well, each um, Star Wars story film have its own. Like, will it have, like, the Star Wars stories begin a certain way and the episode films begin a certain way, or will they all just be different? Yeah. Maybe they could have uh, R2 and 3PO telling you the story. This is the story of Planet of the Hoojibs. You can read along with me in your book. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear R2-D2 beep like this. Let's begin now. How are you doing still from that sh- Shroud of Darkness, that last episode of Rebel? Man, I guess it was good they had a week off. Yeah. To recuperate. Because, yeah, that was a crazy episode. Wait. What does this mean? It means you are what I once was. A knight of the Jedi Order. The temple is falling. Go. I will delay the enemy. Like, we all needed, like, a week off to get your head straight. You know, I was enjoying the season of Rebels quite a bit, but that episode really kind of came out of nowhere. And it even didn't even come out of nowhere, because it's like we knew some of that stuff was coming, but, like, man, yeah, the Inquisitor showing up, the Grand Inquisitor blew my mind, just waving to Ahsoka. I see, and I... that out of my head. I took that as... I don't want to hear how you took it, but I took that as him, as Yoda saying goodbye to Ahsoka. Yeah, I can see that. Like, this is the last time they're going to see each other. Yeah, it's like he didn't say goodbye during Clone Wars because she was mad and left. Yeah. Now they made peace. Everything was very, 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 like, ambiguous. Yeah. 
like from Yoda. The whole thing was like Yoda projecting like everyone's Dagobah cave yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone was going through their trials, maybe. Yeah, kind of a to see where they're where their head is at this point. But then, like, the whole Grand Inquisitor thing was crazy because it seemed like, okay, just Kanan was seeing that because he needed to see that. But then the other two Inquisitors saw it. And then he just kind of, they all attacked, kind of swarmed them and disappeared, and then there really wasn't anything more of it. They didn't say anything to Vader about it. No, like, because I was, like, thinking, like, well, are the Inquisitors somehow, like, different now? Like, the fifth brother and the seventh sister? But they didn't seem like it. Oh, that's a good point, though. Maybe. You know, like it reminds them like they're remembering who they were before they got turned into Inquisitor things. Yeah, like the through like the light of the Force because they 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 got like sucked up in like a big ball of light. Right. So yeah, is, did that like bring out yeah who they used to be or something? Maybe <laughs> they're not over explaining anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, Rebels is keeping things very loose. It's like how people said in uh, Force Awakens how there wasn't, like, a lot of world building. Yeah. But and it almost seems like they're keeping that going where they're just, like you said, they're being real loose with stuff. Like, um, and I'm not complaining. I kind of like it. Yeah. Well, I think especially with Rebels, though, it's like with Clone Wars, those guys know, you know that they're going to pay it off. Because they never really left something hanging that didn't lead to something later on. Right. So... It's nice to know that, you know, all these kind of little strands they're leaving are probably going to lead to something cool. It's like, it, I'm fine with it, but it's even like with like Force Awakens, like I'm fine almost like never knowing who Snoke is. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, I feel like a lot, of, like you look at like this week, how people won't let the Leia and Chewie not hugging and Leia hugging Ray at the end of Force Awakens. Like people will not let that go. Yeah. Well, having an article about it doesn't help. But. No, and then, like, like J.J. Abrams is out doing press for the Cloverfield movie, yeah. and, like, somebody's like, how come Princess Leia hugged Ray and not Chewbacca? It's like, man. Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah. No hugging episode eight at the funeral. No one can hug anybody. Maybe Chewie will give... Will pull out his medal we didn't see him get and put it in Han's casket. You're like family to me. We're just like weeks away from Force Awakens on DVD and Blu-ray and digital download. The Force Awakens is the movie event of a generation. It's history-making, a stunning piece of entertainment, and this April, when you bring it home, there's even more. Energy and action! Including a full-length documentary. Han and Chewie entering the Falcon. Absolutely amazing. You know, look what we get to do. And exclusive deleted scenes. Ship's clear. Han Solo. Come on, baby, don't let me down. Star Wars The Force Awakens on digital April 1st and Blu-ray April 5th. Yeah. I'm glad it came fast. I can't wait. What's How are you getting it, Gabe? I think I'll probably just get the Blu-ray from Target. Yeah. Then I'll have the extra interview. I'm a little bummed that they're doing the whole different things at different stores thing. Well, did you read that the, the extra interview, it's download only that they send yeah. you? Yeah. They send you an email and you download it? Yeah. So I'm, I'll, I don't know. We'll see what boot I'm in. Maybe I'll just order it on Amazon so it just shows up. That's I, what I did. Because Tuesdays are always rough with work. It's like. If you don't get it in the morning, they might be sold out by afternoon. Yeah. I'm but, g- I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to get a lawn chair and put it next to the mailbox and just sit next to the mailbox in the morning. Uh, send me a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, so when the, so when the mail comes, I'll just like, yeah, I'll just take it right now. You don't even have to put it in the box. Yeah. Just have your, uh, 
your TV and Blu-ray player hooked up in the front yard. <laughs> Have the man put it right in. Rip the package open with my teeth. <laughs> Yeah, oh. I wish they had a deal with if you bought the digital version and the disc, it was like one of them was half price or something. Because I think I would just buy the digital one to just start watching it right away. Yeah. So the the bonus features, they they're pretty good, right? Yeah, they. I was somewhat. I think I was happy when I saw them, but I just was reading something today that hit me, and I didn't think about it before. Is they haven't mentioned if there's commentary. There's not. Is that official? Yeah, I looked at the the audio specs. There is a narrative audio track. Okay, well, that's good at least. But there is no audio commentary. At least of, yeah. I mean, they could at the last minute announce, like, hey, there's audio commentary, but I kind of doubt it. That's disappointing. That was one of the best things. I mean, all six of the other movies had great commentary tracks from multiple people. Like, even if J.J. didn't want to do it. Which would be weird, because he does commentaries on all of his movies. Yeah. So maybe they're going to do the... they're going to wait for the 3D Super Edition, and that's going to have commentary and more stuff. This is the first time that a Star Wars movie has kind of come out on a home video release where there's not going to be any any real changes. Nothing's going to be different than the theatrical release. Yeah, this will be the, f- the first one. because <laughs> The first ever. Right, because they, even with the original trilogy, they were at least... The theatrical versions, the first run was was always slightly different. So, mm-hmm. you know, like even the first VHS version was slightly different than the theatrical. So, yeah, not even counting the special edition changes. Eventually, Force Awakens will come out with an audio commentary, and we know there's more deleted scenes than the ones they announced. And uh, that probably when, the, when it does come out, eventually it will probably be in some sort of box set or something with all the Star Wars films. Like once Disney has the rights to A New Hope, Probably all this stuff is going to come out. And probably at that time, you'd have to imagine that they're going to put out a version, a, a pre-special edition, high-quality version. Probably It's just, it's going to happen. Yeah, they'll do it at some point. So that made me think, because, because like, we don't, we don't have any beef against the special editions. No. Um, <laughs> but, they've, grown, they've grown on me. Yeah, and and you know, like honestly, like every, I feel like every version, whether it's this the ninety seven special edition, the DVD version, the Blu ray version, I have I was excited for each one of those batches of changes, and I have like really special memories of those releases and being really pumped about them. Yeah, there's there's something fun about that. Like, yeah, seeing the special editions in the theater. It's like even if some of the stuff was weird, it was still cool to see new Star Wars stuff. It, and I love like we all knew like an Empire like oh there's gonna be the Wampa and in a New Hope is gonna be Jabba. But there were so many absolutely bizarre little changes that seemed to make zero sense. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was sitting in the theater, being like, wait, was that line always in there? Yeah, did did Luke always say it? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so when whenever these versions, these um, whatever you want to call it, um, uns, unspecial edition versions, whenever these do come out, uh, I thought we could go through some of the special edition changes and play a game um, that I would call Would You Miss It? <laughs> I'm here at Star Wars, the special edition. Let's check out the crowd. I want my Star Wars! How many times have you seen this movie? About 40? Luke, I am your father. How do you feel about seeing it on the big screen? We're going in. I'm going to go with the 97 special edition on because there are many, many changes pre-97 special edition from the theatrical version or from like the Laserdisc version, but I don't even know what they are. Yeah, there's a lot of changes if you get if you want to go crazy and find them all. Yeah, um, but so we're just gonna go '97 special edition on. Let's start with the um, Baru's voice. Okay. Would you miss it? 
Wait, when did they change her voice? Oh, it's been different every time. Has it? Yeah. Yeah, that's what she said with Big Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. I have to go finish cleaning those droids. Oh, and he can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. I'll make it up to him next year. I promise. Just not a farmer, Owen. He has too much of his father in him. Every time. Well, really? now, from 97, the 97 Baru voice was a new Baru voice. I didn't realize Baru's voice changed that month. <laughs> All right. Maybe I need to go. <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> you Baru my mind. <laughs> this year we'll make enough on the harvest that I'll be able to hire some more hands and then... You can go to the Academy next year. You must understand, I need you here, Luke. But it's a whole nother year. Look, it's only one more season. Yeah, that's what she said when Biggs and Tank left. Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. I have to go finish cleaning those droids. Oh, and he can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. I'll make it up to him next year. I promise. <sighs> Luke's just not a farmer, Owen. He's got too much of his father in him. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Um, I think it'd be shocking. I kind of like the the most the newest version, ninety seven on Baru voice. So you're a new Baru fan. I'm a new Baru. Okay, all right. I gotta. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those because I that totally. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, the extra dobacks. The uh, the whole the whole dobac oh. like look look sir droids all that the dobacks. Would you miss that? Yes. <laughs> I'm a big Dubak fan. I like the Dubaks. See, I would even, I would even encourage more special edition work, and those Dubaks could look a little hotter. Yeah. No, I think that's. A, I think they should keep. You know, and they did it a little bit with some of the other stuff, but yeah, they redo the Dubaks again. Someone was in the pod. The tracks go off in this direction. Look, sir, droids. Just keep. The, call them the redo backs. <laughs> so keep doing it. Because, Re, redo yep. the do. <laughs> um, the rocks in front of R two D two. I don't mind it, but I wouldn't miss it. No, I wouldn't miss it either. <laughs> I I think that's a crazy Lucas change. I don't understand yep. it. Um, the new sand crawler going up, going over a hill. Yeah, I would miss it. Yeah, I like that. I would miss it. And that one's, that's a model too, which, you know, for the people who care about that stuff, it's cool that they added that in. Yeah. A real desert. Um, uh, Obi-Wan's Kayat Dragon Call. I don't know because they were they've all been kind of weird. Like I could see why they tried to fix it, but none of them really have been the right answer. So I would be I would be up for. I think they should try again. <laughs> I I think that the Blu-ray release that's kind of like uh, Obi Wan's uh, dragon pet on Buddy on Utapau. Oh, the, yeah, the DVD version. Yeah, I think I think that sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, but it's better than the new Yippee <laughs> Whatever he says. Yeah! That, that's the one. In the Blu ray, it's his dragon thing from Revenge of the Sith. No, I think that's the DVD. <laughs> I think the Blu the ray is the one where he's like doing a, like, yeehaw! He's like whooping it up. Oh, no. See, we both got to go back and watch these again. <laughs> We're gonna, you know, and the crazy thing is that if if somebody wanted to go back and watch the strictly the 1997 special edition, unless you got a VCR, you can't no, watch it. It's on the bonus discs of uh, the second release of the DVDs. With the whole the whole 97 special edition? Yeah, when they came out on the tins. The tin releases, the individual movie tin releases from the DVD, they had the Laserdisc version on the bonus features. 
Wait, but that's that's not that's pre special edition. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Yes, ninety seven special edition is only on VHS. You're correct. Only on VHS. Never released on digital format. What about Laserdisc? Yes, it is on Laserdisc. It is on Laserdisc. So, so pretty much you've got to find uh, a no longer used format. So where are the really hardcore guys selling ninety seven edition special edition bootleg DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> if I was ever at like a convention and someone's like, dude, I got nine, strictly 97 special edition DVDs, I'd be like, man, you are speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. Come back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me, tell me your life story. I want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if anyone out there has 97 special editions on DVD, send us a copy, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> please, 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 <laughs> please. Um. Okay. Uh. Obi Wan's hut. Obi Wan's new hut. I like the new hut. I do too. I do too. Um. Now this is a deep cut. Uh. Luke's. Uh. Luke's saber blade inside Obi Wan's hut. And the Blu-ray, they really touched that up, and it, it looks a lot better. <laughs> Yeah, I think whenever the, the sabers have gotten better, I don't see why you would want to go back. No. And that's one of the ones that it's weird that they haven't fixed all the saber stuff at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, jumping ahead. Uh, Vader and Obi-Wan's lightsaber fight. I remember sitting in the theater in January 1997 and being like, wait, you didn't fix that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you forget that part? Like, that still kind of looks bad. Yeah. Okay, Rontos. Uh, I like the Rontos. Um, that most Eisley droid that's like picking up a like a metal pole. I can do without it. I could do without that one. I would keep the Rontos, but I think I could do without the the Asp droid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered its name. I think it was Asteroid or Asteroid, something like that. I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, the new Cantina Aliens. I'm okay with them. See, I kind of like I like the old rubber mask looking ones. I, I'd say bring back Wolfman. I do miss Wolfman though. I think I, if it was me, I would have the new ones and keep all the old ones so there's just more creatures instead of replacing creatures. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. Um, I wrote Han shot first. Who cares? I don't really care. I say, like, the whole Han shooting first situation has become so m- yeah. muddied up. And, like, now in, like, the Blu-ray edition, I can't even tell what the hell's going on there. Like, they're trying so hard to make everyone happy with that stupid stuff I, I think if we had to go back to our episode of what do you not like about Star Wars I think the whole Han shot first thing would be on my list of things I don't like about Star Wars no yeah who cares yeah um, I, but I'd say just to take it back to the original I guess I, I don't know it's just something I've never thought was a big deal yeah um, but I would say yeah just revert that back to the original <laughs> Now here here's a big one. The the Java scene. Right here, Java. Been waiting for you. You didn't think I was gonna run, did you? Man, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because it's such a crazy scene. But then it's like I do See the argument people have where it kind of messes with the flow of the movie, oh, and yeah. it kind of messes with the reveal of the Falcon. But it's cool to know who Jabba is, and and then be like, and then when you get to Jedi, it's like, oh, Jabba's back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to be kind of sacrilegious and say I think it could go. Yeah. Well, no, I think it could totally go, but I think I would I would miss it a little bit. 
See, I would too, but then that would be, again, I would want the 97 special edition on DVD. <laughs> so, because if I want to see that job apart, I want to see it looking real funky. You want, yeah, you want for real Jabba. <laughs> that big, goofy cartoon mouth. Even I get boarded sometimes. <laughs> you think I had a choice? Well, let's, let's hope that whenever this uh, super set comes out, that they just they give us all the versions, and you can make your own super cut. Uh, you can just watch a loop of all the Jabba scenes. Choose your own special edition. Yeah. Um, the Falcon leaving uh, Mos Eisley. I like the new one. I do too. See, I would miss them. Yeah, I would. I think I would miss all the new ship stuff. Um, here, here's a deep cut: the Dianoga blinking. I'm all for blinking. <laughs> I'm on team blinking. Um, you they know, can make the stormtroopers blink for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> make like Luke and Leia blink more. Yeah. They weren't blinking enough. Yeah. Um, when the, before the stormtroopers stuns Leia, he blinks at her. <laughs> just a wink, just one eye. You'll be okay. So we know she's going to be okay. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> she'll be all right. <laughs> wink. Wink. Uh, ex- the, when Han's running through the Death Star uh, halls and the extra troopers at the end of the hall. I think that's another one of those ones that the concept of that, I'm fine with. It's just the execution's a little weird. Yeah. Like if there was like a room full of stormtroopers and they were like, I don't know, lifting weights and like doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd be more okay with it, but the fact that it's just like a hundred dudes just kind of like, hey, where do we go? <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah. I, I that, that's one that I don't think I would really care if it was gone at all. Yeah. Um, okay, the Luke big scene. Hey, Luke. <laughs> I'll be right up there with you. And if I got stories to tell you. You sure you can handle this shit, sir? Luke is the best push pilot in the outer rim territories. You'll do all right. Thank you, sir. I'll try. I gotta get aboard. You'll hear all your stories when we get back, all right? Right. Hey, Biggs. I told you I'd make it someday. You like old times, Luke. You'll never stop us. I think I would miss it. I would too. Especially if Big shows up in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I would too, because I remember, again, sitting in the theater, I remember being like, like, hey, Biggs! You know, I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. And it, and it adds to him dying later on that you at least, oh, Luke actually did know this guy before him. Right. Um, all that new X-Wing stuff. I, I like the new X-Wing stuff. I think a lot of people forget what the old X-Wing stuff looked like when they complain about the special edition. Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, I know a lot of people, like, that despecialized edition just hit online, and a lot of people were, you know, doing backflips in the air watching it. But I really wonder, like, for younger folks that grew up on the special editions, what they thought of watching, like, A New Hope in a non-special edition format, especially that end X-Wing battle. Yeah, yeah, because there are, there's people out there too that you know grew up on the prequels that like the original trilogy but think it looks old. Yeah, and they're thinking about and the special edition looks old to them, which looks way less old than that original <laughs> space battle. I mean, I'm like nothing against like the original '77 version space battle, but I really love like the little extra touches of Wedge being a badass, flying mm-hmm. through the exploding ship and stuff. I don't know. I would miss that stuff. I would too. Um, the rings coming out of the Death Star after it explodes. I think I would miss it. Yeah? It's so over the top that it's almost like iconic over the topness now. Because it's like, if you want something to be over the top, you put a ring wave on it. <laughs> and the special edition did it first. 
<laughs> no, you know, actually, I think the in uh, is a deep cut. I think Star Trek Six when Praxis exploded. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. People just stomped on their iPhones. How dare you? Yeah. Well, you know, that's for the Trek fans. Yeah. Um. So then, then we get into Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you, oh, you didn't. Ask, what do you think of the ringway? Um. I don't think I'd care. I think it's more, for me, it's more the Death Star explodes, and it's like, I love the John Williams music in there, like, great shot, kid, that was one in a million, and all that, you know, like, I don't need the, I don't need the ring, I don't. Um, now this is, now this is a deep cut for Empire, the first one, starting out with Empire, the Wampa Puppet Arm. When the Wampa Arm is going up to choke, choke out the Tauntaun... Yeah. And I think it's, is it pre-97 or pre-DVD? You can see the end of the puppet arm in the bottom corner of the frame. I think I would miss the, well, I don't know. Now, they see, here's the thing. Did you ever even, did people ever even notice that for 30-something years? I don't think I ever noticed it. Yeah. So we probably wouldn't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the entire, everything with the Wampa in general. I think I would miss it. It's a little weird, but it's more monsters. Yeah, and I, I'm like, if there's more scenes of creatures and monsters, throw them in there. I love the Wampa eating Tauntaun meat. I love that he's more scary. Um, there's some people that will tell you that the, the Wampa, the old Wampa is more scary because you don't see him. I don't buy it. I think the I think seeing the Wampa's cooler. Yeah. Yeah, show me the creatures. Show me the Wampa. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Wampa! Tong Hoth Wampa and action figures each sold separately. Han Solo! Hell, it's got Luke! Wampa! Watch it, Tong Gotcha! Tong Tong comes with an open belly rescue feature. You'll be okay, Luke. Tonton, Huff, Wampa, and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Yeah. Um, so, this is a deep one. Uh, Master Luke, so good to see you fo- fully functional again. Thanks, 3PO. <laughs> At this point, I would miss it. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so used to, thanks, 3PO, that uh, I would miss it. Have you ever noticed where uh, thanks, 3PO comes from? No. Watch next time you watch Return of the Jedi. When uh, I didn't know I had it in me when like when they're making three uh, PO float around the Ewok village. Oh yeah, okay. And then Luke is like he's like with Han and Leia or something, and he says, "Thanks, three PO." Okay. It's like almost the exact same take. So it's another take from that. Oh man. Yeah. I'll look out for that. Uh. Now, this is one that I have mixed feelings. I can't decide how I feel. Uh, Monkey Face Emperor versus Ian McDermott Emperor in Empire. What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. We have a new enemy, Luke Skywalker. Yes, my master. He could destroy us. He's just a boy. Obi-Wan can no longer help him. The Force is strong with him. The son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he would become a powerful ally. Yes. Yes. He would be a great asset. Can it be done? He will join us or die, Master. Yeah, that's when we're monkey face. It was cool just because it was so ridiculous and and kind of out there and didn't really match anything. Yeah. But Ian McDermott's so awesome that I I like the consistency of it of it being him through all through the, all the movies. Yeah. So I would miss it. 
I would too, because also, um, it kind of explains like their dialogue a little bit better when Vader is like, how is that possible? Yeah. We're yeah. T- Cause that like, it kind of sets up Vader lying to Palpatine too. More. Yeah. And Palpatine kind of saying, like, search your feelings, you know, kind of being like, hey, dude, yeah, I lied to you, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the beginning of kind of their falling out, really. Like, yeah, you didn't kill Padme all those years ago, but that doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) Um, All the Cloud City stuff. I would miss it. I like it. I uh, I take it back. I like I like all of it except for it's similar to the stormtrooper shot where when Lando's given his little warning, there's just like that weird outside shot of everyone and they stop and look up. <laughs> See, I I really like that too because that's <laughs> like so obvious. Like a bunch of people that worked for IOM or something, a standing on a green screen. Yeah, like everybody look in the sky, huh? Yeah. Attention, attention, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I can decide on that because I, I really kind of like the old Cloud City. I like how it really, I like how there weren't really windows. Yeah, I guess that's a, that's one of those tough ones where it's like, I like it, but maybe I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, because there's enough other stuff going on there, and they're really just running. It's kind of like, but I like when they first get to Cloud City and they're by the elevator. And they're talking to Lando mm-hmm. the first time. Like, mm-hmm. those couple spots where they kind of open up Cloud City, I like. Um, Boba Fett's voice. No disintegrations. As you wish. You may take Captain Solo to Jabba the Hutt after I have Skywalker. He's no good to me dead. You're being put into carbon freeze. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. I like the new voice. See, I do too. I like the little callback that it's still like Django, the clones. Kind of, I like that. Yeah, and I don't. It's I don't think the old version of the voice was that different enough to even be worth being annoyed about. No, I agree. I agree. Um, this is a deep cut. The CG Doug in Jabba's palace. Sign me up. I like it. I'd miss it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of my favorite parts actually when the Jedi Blu-ray was like oh there's Doug <laughs> the Sebulba's going around yeah uh, Jedi Rocks well we talked about this before I never thought I would say this but it's grown on me to the point where I told you when I heard Latte Neck in the car the other day I was like man I think I like Jedi Rocks better now <laughs> which is really weird because the Lofty Neck, I love that. That was like my favorite non-John Williams kind of orchestra song for a long time, and I think I would miss it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's so weird. I don't know. I think I might miss it. We'll we'll, we'll lump these two together. The new Ua stuff with Ua falling into the Ranker Pit and Boba Fett flirting. I think I would miss the Boba Fett flirting, but the Ula stuff. As much as I like goofy Jedi rocks, the Ula stuff is maybe a little too much, and I wouldn't miss it. It goes too far. <laughs> yeah, but flirting Boba Fett's so kind of just goofy that I like, you know, it's just Boba Fett trying to hook up with some ladies. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new Sarlacc pit. I would miss it. I, I kind of, I like it. Because... The old, I mean, it's like the new ones, maybe it's kind of weird, but the old one was just like a hole with teeth and was kind of of more weird. It's kind of rubbery. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a big open hole in the desert with teeth. Yeah, Yeah, with a tentacle that you never saw move, it just all of a sudden is like on someone's, on Lando's leg. Yow! Yeah. Um, okay, uh, well, I think we already said this, blinking Ewoks. Oh, I, that's, that's my favorite part of the the Blu-ray. You know what's interesting, though? Like, Wicket's eyes blink, but none of the other Ewoks ever blink. Yeah. 
Because they don't really have close-ups, I think. No, but there's that whole part where they, like, surround them uh, with the arrows and the proper and all that stuff. Like, none of those Ewoks are blinking. That's true. No. They don't have unlimited money. (laughs) (laughs) They had to pick and choose where they could blink. (laughs) Anakin's eyebrows. Oh, I would miss those. <laughs> or wait, That's yeah. another one of those ones I think people don't remember. They're like, oh, I want to watch the original version. It's like, you don't remember his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day, yeah. Anakin had big, bushy eyebrows. Yeah, they're fireproof. <laughs> his eyebrows did not burn off. All of his hair is gone. Yeah. That's gone. You should have seen his hair. It was awesome, but... That's gone. The eyebrows, though, mm-mm. Those grew back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Vader saying no. You know. You will die. Just that it's, you know, someone's got to yell no and, oh, it's a tough one. Because I really have no problem with it, but I don't think I would miss it if it wasn't there. I look at Vader's no as kind of like the last time we talked, like all the Attack of the Clones. It kind of makes you cringe a little bit, you know, but I don't ever want to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, that's kind of, I feel it's like, it's weird, but it's, it almost makes sense enough to not be weird. <laughs> you know? Right. I can totally see why they did it. May, if, maybe it's for me, it's like, like almost like the beginning knows, like, no, no. But then when he finally picks up Palpatine and it's, no, maybe that's too much like maybe i could go for it just like when he's looking back and forth at luke and like no you know i don't know i do kind of like it <laughs> I, I don't know if i true that was my in the galaxy heroes game when darth vader dies he goes no <laughs> so whoever has made that game put that in there just for me i think it's a good touch yeah it's a sweet touch <laughs> um Yub Nub versus uh, John Williams' New Age Celebration music. That's another tough one because I really liked the, the Yub Nub song. I think I played it at my wedding, right? Yes, you did. <laughs> so, but I think the new music makes more sense as the ending of six movies. So I totally get the change, even though I think it's one where I prefer the, the Yub Nub song. On its own and at the end, as the end of Return of the Jedi, but as the end of all six movies, I'm completely okay with the new song. I agree. I agree. Um, here's a deep cut, and this is one that I would miss that people don't people don't realize wasn't in Return of the Jedi originally. Luke hugging Wedge. Oh yeah, I would miss that. I would really miss that. It's yeah, it's a beautiful moment, and it shows Luke and Wedge's tender friendship. Three years of flying around in their little jumpsuits together. Just blowing up, blowing everything up. Yep. Um, this is one that's really going to piss people off, but I know how we both feel. Ghost, Ghost Hayden Christensen. Oh, yeah, I would miss it. Yeah. And I, I would totally miss it. Leave it in 100%. And I go and throw Ghost Qui-Gon, too. Put them all in there. Well, Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon didn't know how to show himself. Well, you know, maybe... Anakin showed them how. I don't care. <laughs> I just want more Qui-Gon. <laughs> Maybe Qui-Gon shows up during the credits. <laughs> Dancing. Hey! <laughs> or, you know, he finally shows up. He's like, I'm a ghost. And everyone's gone. <laughs> over. 
Yeah. It's a post-credit teaser. Like, yeah. the Ewok Village, Qui-Gon comes out. Yeah. Hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's Qui-Gon. Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel. Don't think. Use your instincts. I will. May the Force be with you. So, so here's an interesting question, and we don't have to go through all of them, but um, when when a box set finally comes out, what version of the prequels are they going to put on there? Would would anyone even care? Because the like I was going through the prequels trying to figure out all the different versions of the pod race. Oh yeah, there's at least what three versions of the pod race? I can't even keep it straight. Like what version of the pod race is on what? And do you even have the VHS? Oh. Yeah, I can see it right there from where I am you, right now. Do you have a VCR that still works? Yes. Okay, because that would be worth popping that one in. Because I can't even remember at this point all the changes just from that to the DVD. Well, th- that was different from the theater to the VHS was different. Yeah. And then from the VHS to the DVD was different. But I think the DVD to the Blu-ray, the pod race was the same. Yeah, I think once the DVD cut with the longer pod race was in. But then the Blu-ray took out Puppet Yoda and had decent-looking Yoda. Yeah, except for now Puppet Yoda looks like Rebels Yoda, so maybe he's... <laughs> it depends on which, what, you're trying to tie, what you're trying to tie into. So when so finally when these like unspecial editions come out for like the original trilogy, do you think they'll even care with the prequels? I hope so. Like I said, I hope if they're really going to go to the trouble of doing this unspecial edition edition that they just put it all in there, go all out. Yeah, see, my dream, my absolute dream would have it cost $500, whatever, I don't care, and be like, here's a comprehensive history of every version What's crazy is they, they totally could do that now because with Blu-rays, like they could almost do this a little bit on DVD where they can branch to different chapters that they could literally have the different versions of different scenes and in some sort of interface you pick which version of the movie you want and it could play you know the right stuff. Because I would be awesome to see the different theatrical versions of the original movies too where you know, New Hope had different dialogue at different times. and The ending, of, the ending of Empire, which was that whole establishing shot of like the the medical forget and all the mm-hmm. ships going around, none of that was there. Right. Yeah, like the seventy millimeter cut versus the thirty five millimeter cut. I mean, if they're gonna, yeah, go hardcore. There's, I'm sure there's plenty of crazies out there who would. I'd spend five hundred bucks <laughs> to know that I had like every version and all the different versions and takes and dialogue tracks and stuff. Oh, absolutely. I'd go. I'd sell all my blood. I'd be like, I don't need it. It'll grow back. (laughs) I'll get more blood. My heart still works. I think. Yeah. Um, I won't. I I won't. My body won't be moving for at least two weeks going through this box set anyway. I only need (laughs) like a quarter of the blood anyway. (laughs) This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only imperial stormtroopers are so precise. Are you ready for some questions from kids? I'm never ready, but I'm always willing. (laughs) (laughs) Truly wonderful, the mind of a child is. So we got three questions, and all of them are from Ian, who's six years old, and he's in Traverse City, Michigan. Okay. His first question, what is the most popular song in Star Wars? Now, and he means, like, as in John Williams themes, like, which one has, which one's played the most in the films? Oh, like, so literally the most popular in... The films that's played the most, not yeah. like if you go to the mall and say, hey, what's your favorite John Williams jam? Someone's, <laughs> what are they going to say? <laughs> what's number one on the pop charts on yeah. Coruscant? What, what do you think? The main title, Luke's theme? Yeah, I'd say the Force theme. The Force theme is, is the da 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 I'm thinking of the da 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 yeah, you know, uh, I should have directed this question to David Collins because he's the master of this from Star Wars Oxygen podcast. Yeah, I would. I, I was trying to remember if they. I thought they talked about that on on the Oxygen podcast. I'm sure he has a chart. <laughs> I had one time on that. They were like, "I want to see your charts." I do too. 
<laughs> yeah, I so I would say either the main theme or the force theme. Now, question number two, uh, was there was there really Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Definitely yes. Definitely yes. Now, uh, I'm going to get, here's, a, here's another deep one. I've told you the, the, the crazy nut theory about the Journal of the Wills. Yeah. So that Lucas, George Lucas, young George Lucas, he, he makes American Graffiti. It's a big hit. He doesn't know what he's going to do next. And he's wandering around in uh, Northern California. And he finds like an old book that is an alien book. And the front and the back of it are burned up. But the middle of it is like pretty intact. And this book is like called the Journal of the Wills. And it's like basically a history book of like this ancient alien civilization. That's not how the force works. So that's why like the original trilogy, like people say like that part of it is all really clear. And the beginning and end are, like, harder to make out what happens. Like, you just get the basics of it. Too bad they weren't printed on Darth Vader's eyebrows. (laughs) 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 Or would all still have been crystal clear. Gabe, this is one just for you. How did the Separatist robots in Clone Wars come alive when no one's around? Who made them and turned them on? Well, the Genosians made them. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Poggle. Toggle. I'll never forget you. They made them, and I think, uh, you know, the Trade Federation turned them on. Yeah, they turned them on. They got, like, up in their ships, their Trade Federation ships. They got little buttons. Activated the droids. Yeah. And then they fixed them between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones to not need the control ship, so then they could just be on all the time. Right. You must contact me. So we, we have a couple new iTunes reviews. The first one is from Paper Robots. Ooh. I know. And he writes, Blast My Point, my new favorite podcast to listen to on my work commutes. Jason's love of Star Wars is infectious and inspiring. I enjoy that Jason and Gabe don't have elitist opinions and poodoo on all the things they don't like. They are open-minded and even have love for the lesser-loved parts of Star Wars. They are true fans. 1-800-TRUE-FANS. <laughs> We're calling up, calling up 1-800-TRUE-FANS. <laughs> We're changing our numbers. <laughs> okay, so a second one from Fail 2.0. Um, he wrote, hide your moods because these guys be milking, which I think he meant, it probably autocorrected, I probably meant to write hide your moofs. <laughs> but <laughs> moods is fine too. <laughs> moods is fine too. Hide your moods because these guys be milking. I like it. It's a long review, so I'm going to get right to, uh, right to the end here. Um, it's all really great. It's important to understand that when you start listening to Blast Points, I figured I would start with one episode and portion it out over the next week. But lo and behold, six hours later, I was still listening. The Blast Points team isn't afraid to get into the nooks and crannies of the universe, but still keep it casual and fun enough for the most casual listener. Their over the material is good for any audience, and that's why their introduction is so important. I listen to the show for six hours and at once want to get coffee with some buddies and discuss whether Django is better than Boba. That's a good conversation. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, seriously, I can't wait for more. Next topic, I look forward to best minor characters from Star Wars or how Biv Fortuna and Greedo are the best characters. Okay. Uh, Star Wars from the female perspective. And was Ray immaculately conceived? Great work, and may the force be with you. It's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. And I can say uh, the the female perspective um, that's coming. Um, yeah, we've pretty much been a dudes only show so far, but uh, there are, if you can believe it, there are some ladies coming on. I don't want things to change, but you can't stop the change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. I want to go watch all the special editions now. I know. I know. Now I just want to go and watch all the special editions. There's like, instead of like the despecialized version, make the special special edition. <laughs> the, the, the re-special despecial edition? Yeah, we cleaned up the 97 version. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to believe it, Star Wars fans. The moment you've been waiting for is here. Yeah, who has the 35 millimeter print of the 97 special editions? <laughs> Where's, where's some dude scanning that in? <laughs> frame by frame. 
we, we restored it in all of its glory. Um, oh, man. Blurry Java's never been so clear. <laughs> when Han steps on his, on his tail, you're not going to believe it. It looks yeah. amazing. Re- leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you thought, what you think. Um, I'll read it. I'll read it on the. I'll read it on the show. Uh, what do you think about the special editions? Feel free to let us know on Twitter. Blast underscore points. Yeah. Do you have a copy of the '97 version? Send it to us. Yeah. Send us a picture of it. <laughs> send us a picture of you watching it. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. You, if you send us a picture of you watching the '97 version. I will post it on every social media format that Blast Points is on. I will. Because um, we're on Instagram and we're on Facebook. You just look up Blast Points and we'll come right up. And uh, you can read my reviews of Rebels every week on DoomRocket.com. And Rebels is back this week with a, a Chopper episode. I'm thinking if they end with Vader basically fighting Ahsoka and Maul at the same time, I don't know what's going to happen to people. Oh, yeah, it's going to be go go to Lowe's right now and buy a window. Yeah, and a bucket. And a bucket. <laughs> so that's all we got this week. Um, next week uh, is a, another interview episode, which is a pretty awesome interview. Um, something to look forward to. Got a couple of really great interview episodes coming up um, to look forward to. Um, but, yeah, that's next week. But uh, for this week, you got anything else, Gabe? No, that's it. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, until next week. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. to reissue the films, I just thought it would be a little, you know, we get to reissue them and a lot of the fans would get to come and see one of the big screens the way it was meant to be seen, and this has turned into a much bigger thing.